0: Everybody and welcome to another episode of Life, Love and Existential Dread. My name is Brian Arada, a film composer in Los Angeles, California. And my co-host, he's an actor, writer, director, producer, The Man in Black, not to be confused with Men in Black, Johnny Cash, but also known as Nathan Shelton. How you doing, Nathan?
1: Well, I fell into a burning ring of fire, but I'm all better now. Burning,
0: I I knew I heard about that. I was like, I know him, so I just want to check in with you see how you're doing.
1: Yeah, there are lots of, lots of healing internally <laughs> and externally. <laughs> Inner fire is good, though. Inner fire. Oh, yeah, fire. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, kind of wanted to do a, a bit of a season finale episode today. We've been running all year with this podcast series and. Um, just kind of want to say, here's our last one of the year for season one and um, maybe kind of reboot or retool or, or keep going next next year with another season. But this is kind of like our last one of this season and just kind of want to do like a little little sign off one this year with, with uh, let everybody know that this will be the last one of the year. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting ride uh, getting the ins and outs of this and figuring out what we wanted to do with the show and thank you you know so far to all of the listeners that are out there that are checking it out and and uh, sharing it with friends it's we're glad that you're you're here with us
0: yeah yeah and very interesting learning about all this stuff you know I mean I was listening to podcast as you do too you listen to podcasts and you have your own Frightmare Theater podcast so you know how to produce these things but I had never done it. Um, and I'm listening to these other ones, I'm like, man, I could do it. You know, Nathan and I have great conversations. We could do it. I think it'd be pretty easy to do. Uh, but I learned a lot about it, uh, particularly audio editing and everything. I get in there. I'm just like you. Yeah, I'm real detailed. It's like when the other person is not speaking, you are muted out, and it you know it just takes time to do all that stuff. I make a lot of creepy and weird noises. I hit the mic and everything, so you got to get rid of all that stuff, you know. And the, try- the
1: Michael Myers breathing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just, just, just obnoxious noises, you know. I was like, people are listening to this. They got their, you know, headphones on or whatever, you know. I was like, make it good, clean audio. Uh, Maybe next so was-
1: season we call the show Two Creepy White Guys. How's that?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'll leave all that stuff in, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, just leave it all in. It's easier work for us, and then we get all the other creepy white guys in the world just to listen to us because that's probably all who's listening right now. Who, who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is authentic, non, un, unedited. Yeah, unedited. Um, but I want it to be good, clean audio. That's the thing, you know. I got, I got yeah. these. You know, right. yes, I use the uh, these Powerbeats Pro, but when I'm editing, I use my really fancy, expensive headphones, and those, and those things don't miss anything. And so when right. I he- when I hear something, I was like, oh man, I got to get in there and fix it, you know, and. Uh, Zoom does a pretty decent job, but still, one of their filters has this high frequency garble that drives me nuts. So I yeah I don't want to use a Zoom audio, so that's why we record our own. And then I you know you send it to me and edit it and everything. But then uh, I was surprised how easy it was to edit all this stuff in iMovie as well. You know, so oh, really I was, yeah I was doing the video. Oh and the right, audio. that's how you edit, yeah. Yeah, and I was doing all that stuff in iMovie. I was like, man, it's pretty good. It turns out pretty you know pretty decent product so uh it's yeah been a learning process and another thing i want to do is increase my communication skills um, when I was a teacher, what you do, you know, you, t- you talk and talk all day long. So you kind of get used to, you know, responding and being a better communicator, obviously, as a teacher. Um, and then when I moved to Los Angeles, I got, you know, I got a job with Family Guy and everything. But then when the season was off, there wasn't any work. So I got a job as a bartender. And that, I think that increased my communication skills a bit as well. Um, I quit that a long time ago so I could compose music full time. So now, you know, most days, I don't even talk to anybody. And so I was like, man, I really want to get those communication skills back. So that was another reason to start this whole thing was to, you know, we always have good conversations. You're really sharp and quick and funny and everything. It was like, man... I got to step it up to that level, you know, and try to get some of those communication skills back. So, still working on that, I think. But
1: uh. (laughs) your your uh, expertise is not in a social medium, you know. Your expertise is in uh, a very kind of isolated. I mean, even though you're a, it's a team environment, and of course, in filmmaking, everything is is very collaborative. But you're in a very, you know, isolated. You do a lot of your stuff, um, you know, either at home in a studio or like, you know, your section of something, uh, you know, whereas I, I grew up, you know, being trained to, uh, to be very outgoing and, and work with a cast and a crew and then at moving into directing to lead groups of people and things like that. And, and those, you know, it's just a different, a different, uh, honing of skills. But, uh, yeah. but, um, yeah, I agree that I think it was a, it was a fun idea to, to decide to take some of our conversations that we had and, and, uh, broadcast them out to the world. Some people might find them interesting. Some people are going through the same things that we're going through. And uh, definitely people during COVID in the entertainment industry, you know, it, it was a crazy time. I mean, it's a crazy time, not just in the entertainment industry, it's a crazy time across the world. So this gave us both something to do, something yeah. to put put ourselves into, something to learn and grow. And I think that's all we can really do in this life, right, is is try everything and, and keep learning and growing and um, pushing ourselves and Discovering new things, and um, we've both learned a lot, and it's it's fun. It's uh, it's fun, this whole process.
0: Well, and like I was saying, I was listening to so many podcasts, and uh, just like, oh, what's the format of this one? And a lot of them are what we do. It's just just a bunch of people, two people at at minimum, talking of hints. course, yeah. or or sometimes yeah, it's, sometimes it's just a guy talking, you know, for like two mm-hmm. hours straight. And um, I was like, man, I could do that. I, could, I think I can. And then I'm also listening to some of the audio quality on some of this. I'm like, man, that is terrible. Who's doing the audio editing on this thing? I can do a better job than that, you know. So I was like, man, I, r- I really think I could do it. You know, we're, we're we're getting to the, you know, some level of expertise with all this, <laughs> just just doing it. Um, and, I have, and I have noticed, my, I think, my communication skills getting a little bit better. But for the most part, I just, yeah, what you're saying, I just...
1: One of these days you'll be a real boy.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll learn how to speak you'll, the English language and... Uh,
1: you'll be able to my, go out and
0: talk to people. Get, get my point across and, and say, hey, I'm, you know, I can speak to people. It is possible for, for me to use my communication skills. But that was one thing. When I was a bartender, I was like, Man, I was a lot quicker and a lot faster. I wasn't necessarily funnier, but I did notice that that I was getting better at it because, you know, you're just that's a lot of it is just sitting there talking or listening to people. And, you know, of course that's a huge part of communication too, is listening. Um but uh, I was absolutely but, but I thought I was quicker and better. And then these last few years not doing, I was like, Yeah, kinda lost that skill a bit. So you fall out of practice, yeah. Yeah.
1: Necessity is the mother of invention. Is that yeah. the saying?
0: Yes. You know, we, said, that we, we talked about that on episode we did, one. Uh, we
1: did. So it's coming full circle, but that's true that, uh, you know, in, in a job where you're a bartender or when you're running a podcast, you know, you, you have to do certain things and you kind of push past your comfort zone. I think, uh, and we've talked about this too, I think, on the show in various episodes about how, you know, no one likes to be uncomfortable. You know, no one likes to, you know, it's easier, it's safer just to not push and to be like, okay, well, I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable not going out in public or talking to people in public or not, um, you know, letting my whatever's going on inside of me out and whatever it is. But really, in order to grow, in order to become, uh, in order to, to feel even more comfortable in your skin, you have to be uncomfortable, you have yeah. to be uncomfortable because it pushes you towards whatever next thing you're going towards. If all of us got away from everything that made us feel uncomfortable and just hid away, oh, I don't like that. I, I don't like that. It makes me feel uncomfortable, you know. And never faced it head on, we would never move. We would just stay in the same place. So kudos to you for breaking your your uh, mold and and getting to you know brian 2.0 and moving to brian 3.0 and then moving on soon you'll be at your final form and the world will be you know your oyster and or your uh servants whatever you want you know if you're a benevolent brian you could be a benevolent brian or you could be a malevolent brian (laughs) fingers crossed for benevolent brian
0: yeah but yeah i'm trying for believe yeah i'd rather be benevolent brian known for that
1: (laughs) yeah You wouldn't like Benevolent Brian when he's angry.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, that's. uh, Well, and one other thing, uh, also, I just just remembered this. When I was a bartender, my short term memory got better as well. Because you're like, you know, uh, because I was a bartender at the Marriott here in Woodland Hills, and you had to go out and, you know, serve people and and get drinks and drink orders. I was like, man, I don't want to take the paper. I was like, I think I can memorize it. I got to the point where I could memorize a whole bunch of stuff, you know, a lot of it and my ultimate test, and uh, this kind of, was like this um, group of people, there's these hairdressers that come to the hotel on a regular basis, and you get to know them a little bit, because they're there every couple of months, and everything, and there was 20 of them outside, waiting for drinks, I was like, okay, let me see if I can get 20 drinks in a row, and so I didn't, didn't take a notepad or anything, and so I'm going through, getting them all these things, and these two guys are looking at me, kind of strange, I'm kind of like, you know, you've, you want something else, you know, you want to change your drink order or something like that? And they're like, no, 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 no. And so I keep going through the, through the rounds of people and everything. And, uh, and I'm, and I know I'm getting it right. Cause I had this, I had the system of memorizing you like, you say the first one, they say the first and the second one, they say the first, second, and third one and all the way mm-hmm. through. So you're constantly remembering everything as you get all the way through there. Yep. I was like, I think I can do it, get the 20. And then these two guys are still kind of staring at me. Like they wanted something else. And I look back at them again. I was like, Are you sure? Do you want a menu or something? What's going on with you guys? They're like, no, 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 no. So I go back, get all the drinks, and I have this huge tray, and I bring them out, and bam, 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 go go through everybody, and I got it 100% right. And this one guy goes, God damn it. And I was like, what, what, man? He's like, you just lost, I just lost $100. I bet my <laughs> friend here that you were going to mess up, you know, and screw up the drinks. And it was like, you got, a, you got it all 100% right. Here's 20 bucks, you know, the guy that won. <laughs> 20 bucks, you know. I was like, I'm sorry. I got this, you know, higher level of short-term memory, you know, and this, <laughs> Benevolent Brian strikes you. Yeah, see, yeah. see, you know, and I, I got I got got a little got a little tip for it too. So that, that that's that's great. That actually
1: serves you uh if you were going to be an actor, that serves you yeah. very well because you get sides, you know, for an audition. Sometimes you don't yeah. get them very quickly, sometimes you'd get them a day before, sometimes you get them a while. But most of the time it's like, hey, we need you to audition for this. Here's your sides, or you're on set, you've got the gig, you're you're going in, and they're like, Yeah, we changed the script last night. Oh, you know, that happens all the time. And then you're yeah. having to like quickly change. But be in character and, you know, be attentive and, you know, convey truth and honesty and performance with dialogue that you that's not lived in, you know, and sometimes it's not good dialogue or sometimes it's not something you would say, you know, so that serves you really well. I mean, and of course, conversationally. Yeah. I mean, the the gift of gab, the, uh, the schmoozing, as it were, you know, well, the ability yeah. to do that.
0: And interviewing people, remembering what they said five, 10, 20 minutes ago. You know, I mean, of course, that skill. But also, same thing as the, uh, you know, being quick-witted and talking quickly, I kind of lost that skill of that short-term memory, so I was like, man, well, I know I can do it, because I did it before, so it was kind of like that, but, uh, um, I don't know, so these skills coming in and out, just kind of want to keep them going, you know, it's like... Maybe the podcast will help, maybe not, but we'll see.
1: (laughs) So do you feel like throughout this season as uh, talking and broadcasting this out and, and, you know, marketing it as it were, I mean, we don't do a lot of marketing for this particular show, but, uh, but, you know, getting it out to friends and, and um, being on, so to speak uh, has made you a better version of yourself, a stronger version of yourself, a more confident version of yourself.
0: I think so. I mean, I, I think my skills have increased a bit, you know, definitely on both sides, talking and listening um, and re-listening to the episodes and re-watching the things. I was like, oh, man, I have like, oh, I, I know what I'm going to say next or what I'll probably say next. I don't remember totally every single thing I said on every episode. But I was like, I think I think it's increased some, you know, and not, not letting you talk the whole time. I was like, you know, step up, interrupt and say what I want to say and don't let Nathan, you know, hog the, hog the airtime, you know. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's that's partially me too because that's one thing I always have to work on is, uh, and this this has helped me out a lot too because I'm I'm a I'm an Aries baby, you know I'm a me dominant too. personality and I'm right, but there's a, a few different kinds of Aries too. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but
0: I'm not I'm not that level you're at, so.
1: Yeah, and I like I'm uh you know I'm just uh. Kind of a bull in a china shop sometimes when it's like, okay, and I don't like downtime, especially when in a recording. You know, if I'm being interviewed or something, I'm going to fill it. I'm going to try my best to fill it, and I can talk, talk, talk about anything pretty much except for sports. Um, but other than sports balls, um, I can't I can't really talk about uh, – or I can talk about anything. So, you know, those first few episodes too, I felt uh, the need – to keep it going, keep it fresh, keep it, you know, got to keep, you know, I don't want airtime, you know, I don't want to have people be bored or, or whatever, but in doing so, I don't actively listen. And that's something, you know, former partners of mine have said, um, not like business partners, but like, you know, lovers, you know, ex, exes uh, and my my wife, uh, <laughs> all my things. It's, it's always a lesson that's reoccurring in my life is, hey, listen to me, really listen to me. And because I assume and I push forward because I'm always trying to fix a problem or progress towards something. And sometimes it's better to just sit back and really listen and take stock of what's really going on and really let that other person kind of wash over you. And that has been a huge lesson to me. This podcast has helped me with that. And um, I feel like I've gotten better at that, and so I thank you for um, you know wanting to do this and um, and for these conversations. Um, I think I'm a better father, friend, husband, um, leader, uh, manager, director, and an actor uh, in, in because of le- these lessons uh, that are partially learned from the from doing this. Um, from realizing, hey, I need to need to not push so much and uh, just just listen. So it's definitely a learning curve, and I'm still working on it, and I'll probably be working on it for the rest of my life, honestly, but yeah.
0: um, You know, constantly listening and, and learning what the other person is going through, empathy and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a that's a lifelong skill, you know, I think nobody ever masters, you know. Uh, but uh, uh, you mentioned the marketing thing earlier, and I didn't realize how difficult that was. We had many conversations like, who is going to be our audience? It can't just be our friends and family listening to this thing. You got to get other people interested in it. And I, you know, I was like, I knew it was an uphill battle because, you know, we don't really have a celebrity name with with either of us. Uh, even though I think I am a celebrity, I know I'm not. Um and, uh, <laughs> And I was like, okay, so we got to get friends, you know, and get these people interested in, in the podcast. And it's like, well, we're friended to, you know, we have a channel or we have an account on Twitter. Life, you know, Life Love Existential has a has a, an account on Twitter and on Instagram. So I'm friending people that way and trying to get all these people And Facebook, yeah. And Facebook. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to chime in and, right. you know, listen and everything. But I was like, well, that's how we build an audience that way. And that's... I realize that that's a pretty uphill battle if you don't have a celebrity name or like a specific genre when it's, it's instead of just two guys talking about, you know, whatever subject may come up. So that was one difficult thing to learn is like you got to build an audience. It takes time. It's not going to happen in a couple, obviously, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, even a year or so.
1: Well, especially in today's in today's world, too, with social media, and we've talked about this, I know, not in the show, but off off the air with each other, that, um, you know, the way that the, these algorithms that have changed in social media, and I'm not talking anything about Elon Musk and Twitter and all that bullshit, um, but, like, just the 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 changes that have gone on in uh, monetizing those platforms for advertising whereas before it was a very open community it started out very just like basically bored people are talking right and so you can use an image to talk on instagram or you can use your your words and postings and sharing different things and videos and stuff on on um, facebook and over the years it's just gone more and more that if you're sharing a link Those sites really want you to advertise to get people to go to it. And so I'm finding because I'm not on social media for my own mental health um, these days, I'm not on social media much anymore. I mean, I, and I say that, but I still check things almost daily, but I don't post a lot and I don't go down the rabbit hole. And, you know, um, I'm trying to get even less on social media than I am currently. But by doing that, I don't have a presence and I know you're not on social media all that much either and so it's hard because people just don't see your posts anymore. Friends don't see your posts whereas, you know, a couple years ago, I would have hundreds of people liking, sharing, loving, you know, commenting on my posts. And now it's like pulling teeth to get like, you know, 13 likes or or, you know, without paying. And cuz I'm I'm mainly on there to to talk about Frightmare Theater or to talk about Life, Love and Existential Dread or whatever play or film I'm working on or something like that, or sharing friends things, you know, if somebody gets something, you know, like sharing Kevin Kepi uh, in Smile or something like that. And um, and it's hard because, you know, it's forcing you to spend money that you don't really have on these smaller projects. Um, And uh, that's just, it doesn't seem worth it to me to keep to to pour money into to the advertising there there's got to be another way and I'm sure that there will there will be other platforms that come up exactly for people like us smaller artists artists who are who are working and you know don't have huge budgets to do this kind of stuff you know and um, I'm hoping I'm hoping because it, it is an uphill battle uh with marketing these days uh what used to be I mean it changes all the time you know but. I, I think it's really challenging right now, and it's no fu- no fault of ours. You know, we're doing things the way that we knew to do them, uh, the way it was a few years ago, but that landscape has drastically changed.
0: Yeah, so so many podcasts out there, um, just just with celebrity names, big time celebrity names. I mean, it just goes on and on. How could people listen to all these things? Uh, so yes, I agree with that. And another, I don't know, annoying thing about it is you get. Um, The particularly the um, Instagram uh, account would get bombarded with um, people wanting to promote the podcast, and you pay them so they promote it. These people find it, find the account, and want to try to promote it, and give them money to promote it. I'm like, I I don't want to give you any money to do that. You know, I, I was like, that is so annoying. But you know, I was like, we're trying to get listeners, and then we get, you know, I get all these. Companies or individual people that are like, "Hey, give me money. I'll help you. You know, get get an audience, what have you." And there are
1: services out there that are legit, but there are billions of services out there that are not legit, and that you know, and they're just like farms of people that are you know just doing. You know, uh, clicks and stuff like that. It's like contest people, like, "Oh, tell us, we'll vote for you," and stuff like that. It's like I, I ignore all of those kind of messages. You know, I I love it when actual listeners will talk to us or give us a rating or share the show or you know just reach out via text or, or for the people who know me or 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 send us an email or something. That's great, but you know, and organic word of mouth is so hard because just just to get it in front of people, you know, it's <laughs> on a on a on a you know a national international scope but we, we we do have a lot of people listening to the show uh, internationally and that's great and and the fact that i mean that uh, so far that we have as many as we do listening, and we're, you know, I'm very thankful for that, and uh, and those that have stayed with us throughout the show, and and like uh, our wonderful guests that we've had on this season, like uh, Daryl Clanch and and Al Marsh, and sorry, Alan Marsh, and uh, and Kevin Kepi, uh, you know, and and, uh, uh, and
0: my friend and my friend Curtis Bedford, he f- he filled in for you once while you were in Mexico, Curtis Bedford.
1: Yeah, I mean, we had some great guests on this season, and uh, that's something we didn't know we were going to do. But it was just so much fun to catch up with some good friends and uh, and see where they're doing, what they're doing in their life, and how they're uh, dealing with life, love, and existential dread. And <laughs> it's uh, it's good, and and so. Yeah, I think I, I think that if we were to do a second season, if we do come back, you know, um, maybe the show changes a little bit. Maybe we decide to to pivot it a little bit and do something maybe a little different. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe keep it the same way. But I think it'd be great to hear from from you all, from people out there who are listening to the show. Um, you know, give us uh give us some ideas. Uh also, you know, please share the show. Please like the show. Give us a rating on uh on uh, Apple uh, podcasts or or uh, Google podcasts or you know. Um Spotify, give us a rating and, and drop a drop a line in there and let people know what you think of the show. We we really appreciate it. It helps us uh, get higher on uh, lists of podcasts. It helps us get out an, a, into the world. And so if you like what you hear, please, please help us because we we want to keep it going in some form. Um, we'd love it if you'd send us an email. Um, our our email is in the show notes um, or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, too, because your opinion does matter and we want you, we, we always invite you to join our conversation and um, give us some ideas of what you what you might like to see out of the show if we were to continue for a second season. Absolutely. That, that'd be exciting to get that yeah. feedback.
0: Yeah, that'd be so great. Yeah, because we're still we'll still kind of contemplating what's the second season gonna be, more of the same yeah. or, or anything. It's a mystery. But-
1: it's up in the air. If we come back, what would we do? You know?
0: But like an out, but an outside perspective. I mean, we're we're kind of in our own heads about this because it's our show. I was like, no, I want to hear what a you know an audience member saying. Yes, so please, just what Nathan said. Tell us, tell us what you think. <laughs> um. Okay. Last thing I want to say about this, and we can. Wrap it up if you want, but um, uh, I, I remember starting the first couple ones and I was like, Oh, I need to get a good camera and uh, get a good microphone. And I did, buy, I did buy a decent microphone, um, and I was like, Man, I really don't want to spend a camera. I had this crappy um webcam that looks terrible, and it's like, Oh, it's 1080, but it's like, it's all this grainy crap, I, was like, I can't do with that. So I found this app called Camo. And uh, the camera that I'm using is my iPhone. And then that's connected to Zoom. I was like, man, that's pretty good. But it's my iPhone. So I had to you know, use all this tape to tape it to the top of my computer screen to make it get you on. Know, and I'm really nervous about it because I don't want it to fall down in the middle of the show or anything. So it's just this gobs and gobs of tape to attach it to the screen. But now I can do it with two pieces of tape. you know. So I've, I've, <laughs> learned, I've, I've learned a lot of things about you know production and getting things done. I was like, Two pieces, two pieces of tape. That's all you need. You know,
1: if you could see my setup, it's weird too. If you could see my setup, I mean, I've got a, I've got this desk up here in my, in my uh, makeshift recording studio. For those of you who are watching, you can see this, but if, for those of you who aren't, you, you can't really see it, but uh, you know, here, I'll, I'll just kind of give you a, a, behind the Uh, scenes here we go behind the scenes so i've got my microphone i've got my my desk that's just cluttered i've got one screen with brian on it that i can't even look at when i'm looking at my camera because my camera sits right here in front of my microphone Wow! so i'm looking off center and then i've got my separate audio recording and uh this is my you know my makeshift studio where i have you know everything trying to to stay motivated for production on frightmare theater and uh, and then this show too. So it's, a, uh, you know, we work with what we got a- and I've gone from, and if you, I don't know if you noticed this, but my, my camera, cause I'm using camo too. Thanks to you. I found out about this great app and this is a free plug for camo. So could, you know, y- you guys, you know, maybe, maybe give us a little
0: love. It's free. It's um, <laughs> free. And this is the, this yeah. is the video quality. This is free. It, video yeah. Quality. It's
1: free. There is a paid version. That's also great. And we, I did that for a while, but, um, but then I've got this little setup thing for my camera that I bought. Before that, I was propping it up, but it would slide. But I've got this old Wendy's cup that I'm setting it on to get it up off my desk for. So, you know, it's makeshift, but it it works. And, uh, uh, you know, whatever works.
0: So, yeah, yeah, who cares? We've, <laughs> we've figured out how to make it work. You know, pieces of tape, Wendy's cup, anything you got. And the and light. You got a it. And, yeah. And I know you got a fancy ring light on you, don't you?
1: I do have a, a ring light and I use that sometimes. Um, I haven't used that the last few times. I have my um, my main overhead light in here on right now. I also, uh, usually when I'm working in here, I don't like overhead lighting um, for the most part, like bright lights when I work especially, but um, I just don't like overhead lighting. Uh, I like lamps and it, I like it kind of dim. So I have a black light in here and this green light that I keep on my desk and sometimes some other lights so that, you know, and I have this like swirling light that I have in here to... Get me in the mindset. I'm a horror guy, so I do a lot of writing for that, and that's what I do. But, yeah, that ring light comes in handy. I just did a podcast interview for another show called um – Uh, pretty much pop uh, the other day talking with some some of those guys I I talked to them a couple of years ago and it was a lot of fun Uh, they invited me back to talk about the Halloween franchise and so I so I had to binge watch all the Halloween movies from the which I I love the very first one uh, all the way up through these the new trilogy that they have and the Rob Zombie movies too and stuff and so we talked about that and I did use that ring light again but I'm always trying to figure out the best way to maneuver that thing in this tiny room that I'm in because it's it's hard I mean, it's a fairly big ring light, but it has that little holder for the camera in it, and that's that's awesome. I use that all the time for um, for video submittals for auditioning, um, you know, self-tapes, um, and it really – that was a cheap Amazon thing, I, I believe. I have a couple ring lights. That's my favorite one, and I believe it was under $25, and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Highly recommend getting that.
0: And I didn't even try it. My light shine on me is just one of my lamps without the, sh- I take the shade off and oh, yeah. this is the light. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even, you know. So again, we we used we have. DIY, baby. <laughs> Works pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. So anyway. Yeah, you look beautiful, Bray thank you I, I try my best. I, I was in hair and makeup for like an hour before this I hope I yeah you know, I, but I didn't shave so I don't know it's like and I'm wearing a hat so I don't know Just,
1: uh, again want to reiterate you know how thankful we are for all the listeners out there um, who've who've checked us out in season one and uh, and have supported our, our special guests that we've had on and our, our guest co-host that was on when I was out of town and uh, you know, just so thankful for your friendship brian and for our our constant collaborations um in this this journey of life that we're on um it's nice to to have such wonderful creative talented and inspiring friends and so thank you and um i just uh, also want to to reiterate too to our listeners um out there that we do want to hear from you. Um please uh like the show, share the show, give us some feedback on the show. Um, you know, a, a rating and a review uh really helps us out. And um we are debating if we're going to come back for a second season. And if we do, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear what you would like us to 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 do, what, what you would like to see in a second season or hear in a second season. So um yeah that's that's what I got.
0: All right. Thanks man. for
1: this opportunity, Brian.
0: You too. Enjoy this. You know, like I said, we always had great conversations. Made a great show. Made a great first season. So we'll we'll see what happens next season, if there is. Onwards
1: one. and upwards, my friend. Onwards and upwards.
0: All right, man. <laughs>